Welcome to the Choose Life Radio Network. Your host is Jill Taylor. Every week we bring you a candid conversation with someone who's making a difference for the cause of life. And now here's Jill to introduce today's guest on Choose Life Radio. Welcome to Choose Life Radio. I am Jill Taylor, your host, and today we have a guest who is very good with music, and I'm excited about his newest song. We're going to talk about that. It is Billy Ballinger. And Billy, you have a following. You've got a lot of people that show up when you go do a concert, right? Yeah, well, I've had large audiences and small ones, but yeah, we've had we've been really blessed, you know, to be in some situations where, you know, God just really brought the people out, whether they've been teenagers or adults. One of the things I had the privilege of just coming off the Winter Jam tour last year, right before COVID, and that, that of course, was huge, yes. huge audiences in arenas around the U.S., but especially like if we're doing uh, concerts in public school systems, it has been really successful as well. Talk to me a little bit about that. When you're in schools, you have an opportunity to reach out to kids who many of them feel pretty lost and alone and <laughs> and not connecting very well with family. God has really blessed us to be able to make a connection with those kids in those situations, whether they could go from everything from just family problems at home really struggling or just beginning into some struggles, or maybe there's depression, or maybe they're just faced with constant bullying at school, even to self-harm, suicide attempts, just really destructive things that a lot of young people are going through, because a lot of them live on the internet. So they're seeing just about anything and everything that they uh, want at any given time, and that's not helping matters and helping the things that they're facing. So we have been really blessed to be able to be in opportunities, especially if we're in a public school setting, doing a school assembly, speaking engagement, those kinds of things, connecting with our story to their story, and we've, we've become relatable because of what me and my wife have been through. Well, I want to talk about that. I want our listener to hear that story. Billy, you and your wife both had very unique starts in life, so it's a good story. Yeah, well, I'd love to tell this story because it's just a, a true story of redemption. I mean, I was uh, come from a really troubled childhood. Um, thankfully, my aunt and uncle adopted me as a small child because my biological parents were really going through their own struggles as teenage parents. But with a kid with my type of a personality, I just, you know, was always looking for my identity, trying to find my place, you know, and my purpose in life, even as a young kid. But I just struggled to find community in the school systems. I struggled to find community in the classrooms, even, you know, I was always looking for the friends, I guess you could say. And I moved from school to school to school and excessive bullying that I experienced. That's how I remember it. You're saying you were being bullied. Yeah, I was being bullied. Why? You know, and to this day, I just really think it, you know, now that I've been following the Lord and learning stuff from Scripture, I really just think I was under attack. I just think that, and it helps me to recognize what a lot of young people go through now as they're under attack. I mean, I was just telling someone the other day, I said, if you got a kid who comes home to the parent and says, I'm struggling in school the worst thing the parent can do is, well, you're, you'll get past that. It's, uh, you know, it's just one of those phases because you really don't know the depth of how that child is receiving that situation or seeing what they're going through. And in my case, it was just a lot of depression. That was my whole world was in school. I spent most of my time there as a teenager. Uh, I couldn't figure out why I couldn't seem to make friends. 
a very outgoing personality, but it just seemed that every time I'd get to a new school, I'd get a good start, and then just the bullying would start. And so that was elementary school, middle school, and started into high school, which led me to running away from home several times, which then led me to getting on probation for running away. And then I was still struggling in school, so the probation department decided that it would be a good idea to send me to a juvenile correctional facility. Thank God it was a Christian facility called White's Residential and Family Services in Indiana, and uh, I was there for 15 months. I mean, just a lot of great seeds were planted in me there, and I began to learn how to communicate better with others. And, it, you know, some of the bullying still went on there, but it just began to change for me. But I met a young lady there because it was co-ed, and that is now my wife, Jody. So we met, became boyfriend, girlfriend, and when we got released from there, she went back to her county where she was from. I went back to my county, but we were both on probation and I couldn't get nobody to take me to go see her. So I don't recommend this, but I just ran away again. I end up moving in with her and her family. And she comes from a really, really wild background where kind of anything goes. There was some discipline in her life, but it was never consistent. So to move in, in her situation was really uh, something my parents would have never allowed, but her mom did allow it. And then she gets pregnant. And then uh, at age 17 and 18, we get married. But then here's something else that happens really important. So all that bullying that I went through, all that yearning to be accepted, I don't know, something snapped on me when I was 17 years old. And maybe in my mind, I'm not really sure, but I started looking for some people to hurt. So it was payback time. And the kind of people that she, when I moved in with her, Jody, my wife, Jody, the kind of people that she ran around with were street people. These were the same kind of, these were some rough people. These are the kind of people that used to pick on me in school. But now my, my thought was, well, I'm, I'm here now. I, I might as well join them, I guess. And so it was almost like, I, I hate to put it like this, but it was almost like I got a taste of blood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that term. And it was payback time for me. And I became very, very violent and was enjoying the fact that uh, I would put fear into people. I was ending up in a lot of violence where I got, I hurt people. I also got hurt, stabbed, beat up with pool sticks, guns pulled on me, just about everything you can think of in those situations. I don't know. I probably would have kept going downhill further and further and ended up dead. Somebody was probably praying for me and Jody, I'm sure, somewhere, somehow, because our house was raided by a SWAT team. In, um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. And in the middle of the day, I was we were selling small amounts of marijuana, but it had a lot of stolen property and, and a lot of violence going on. We had a nine-month-old little baby. That's Mindy, our daughter. And my house is a party house. And so there was some rival gang kind of things going on where there were shootings and stuff between some people that we didn't like and our friends. And so the police said that enough is enough and they arrested everybody. And then they raided our home. They took our little baby girl from us that day, which they should have and put me in jail, put my wife in jail. And uh, thank God after my daughter was in foster care for a little while, they gave her to my mom, my adoptive mom uh -huh. and took care of her. And then they sentenced me and my wife to six years in prison in Indiana. Oh, my goodness. But then I, re I started remembering because I'm hurting then, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm a loss of my wife, loss of my daughter, loss of my freedom. 
So now I start crying out to God at that point. And I'm remembering back when I was 10 years old, because when I was 10, I had accepted Jesus Christ into my heart at a, well, I was going to a Baptist church and they had an event at a fire station because they had all the fire trucks and they had a stage set up and they preached the gospel. <laughs> and I got saved at 10 years old. I just didn't have any, I guess, word of God in me and, and, and fellowship with God to keep me out of trouble. <laughs> but I came, when I went to jail, I came back to God. And this time I just dove in head first and gave him everything and totally surrendered. And then began the process of him teaching me his word and growing me and my wife. And even though we were incarcerated and separated, it was, he was strengthening us. He ended up getting us out of prison early, one year early, even after the judge said we were not going to get out early. God changed her heart. She released us early on the same day. Then less than two months after being released from prison, we were granted full custody of our daughter back with no strings attached. Oh my word. That is such a miracle. It is a miracle. I thank God for it, you know? And thankfully, I just didn't end up dead. We all have purpose. Like, we all have this life that God has given us that He, every child, every man, every woman, that He wants us to live out the way He created us to be and bring life to others and enjoyment to others in life and have community. And so many people die before that ever is ever gets a chance to, to, to live that out. I am convinced that our listener is familiar with this kind of issue as a parent. It's really hard to know how to bring in, rein in your child when you see that they're yeah. with a rough crowd because they become very mouthy. You know, they become, don't you can't do anything about it. What are you going to do about it? It's my room. It's my, you know, that kind of thing. And so you're an encouragement right now because God reached you in prison. He reached you when you were jailed. And I want parents to understand sometimes the penalty is important. It is a stop place where God can talk to you and deal with you. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You run into a lot of parents and people who are hurting, don't know what to do, which way to turn with their child. And the way society is built now, it becomes very hard for the parent to build any structure or discipline with the child. And people are mixed up as to what to do. But I know one thing that is true across the board, that if the parent will begin, because, it, hey, it didn't get this way overnight. And so it just takes some time, have patience but begin to talk with God about your child and say, God, I'm asking you to intervene because it's those type of seeds right there that will make the foundation strong and it will begin to change the life of that child sometimes over time. But I've noticed you plant those seeds, it will change if you don't quit and you don't give up. So I just want to encourage everybody that's listening right now I talk to so many parents who don't know what to do, and, and when they're telling me that they don't know what to do, they're rehearsing the same problem that they probably rehearse as they're talking with their spouse constantly. Why is my kid doing this? Why is my kid doing this? And you can hear the voice of the Lord say, quit asking why, and let's get in here and pray and talk, and let's make the change. When that door is open, when that key is put in the door, and that door is opened, to where the Holy Spirit can begin to work in that child, you will begin to see a change. And we've seen it with our own daughter. 
even though all the struggles that my wife and I went, went through, we had the same kind of struggles with our daughter. We had two children and our daughter now is just totally sold out to God and just a wonderful woman of God and, and, a, and a mom herself. And it's a beautiful thing to see, but I'm telling you, there were some times where it was a struggle. Then you start blaming yourself. It's a great word for our listener that the encouragement of saying, and I loved what you said, start small. You don't have to try and solve it in one conversation. Start encouraging and start saying, you know what, no matter what, I love you. And we're going to work this thing out together. So we are already about halfway through here at Choose Life Radio. So we're going to take a quick break. Billy has a brand new song. And so when we come back, we're going to listen to it. Thank you for joining us today for the conversation on Choose Life Radio. We'll get back to Jill and her guest in a moment. But first, I'd like to share a special opportunity. Abby Johnson, Jill's guest from a few weeks back, has written a book, Unplanned. And from that book, a feature-length film has been produced. For your generous gift today of $45 or more to Choose Life Radio, we'll send you a copy of the book Unplanned or a copy of the DVD featuring Ashley Bratcher, a young actress with a story of her own. The book or DVD will inspire you as you see Abby's story unfold and the way God absolutely changes her life. And because of Abby's work at Planned Parenthood, she knows, better than anyone, the human cost of abortion. And the book is also a testament to God's faithfulness. So for your generous gift of $45, we'll send you a copy of the book or the DVD. And for your gift of $80 or more, we'll send you both the book and the DVD. You decide. Simply go online to chooseliferadio.com and click on Donate. Make your gift, and make sure to let us know in the comments section which thank you gift you'd like. This is a limited time offer, so make your gift today. That's chooseliferadio.com, or you can send a check. Our mailing address is Choose Life Radio, Post Office Box 366-22, Canton, Ohio, 44735. That mailing address and all the details are available to you now at ChooseLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Choose Life Radio. I'm Jill Taylor, your host. I'm always blessed with our guests, but this is a very special person. Billy Ballinger and his wife Jody did two programs for us, and I'd love you to be able to go back, look at our podcasts, and listen in, because they'll give you an incredible story of what took place in their lives, both of them, and how God redeemed all of that. So please take a chance and go back and listen to those podcasts. And the podcasts, of course, you can find them at chooseliferadio.com. Billy, tell me briefly the inspiration for this song, and then I want to play it, and then we're going to talk about it more. Well, when we came off the Winter Jam Tour, we went right back in the studio, and we really wanted to write and produce songs that were just going to really help people have some victory, not just talk about the problem or talk about the struggle, but give them some victory. And so that's what we were really trusting God to be able to do. And then we feel like that he gave us a gift with the song Tree in the Nails. It brings you to the point where you see where you're at in life without Jesus. And then what happens when Jesus comes in or how Jesus sees you when you're going through some kind of a struggle. It's really all about him and about the tree in the nails, you know, and his resurrection and what he did for us. And so I just think the song just is, again, a true gift from God. So it's perfect for our Easter, and we're going to enjoy listening to it right now. 
That's the song Tree and the Nails, written and sung by Billy Ballinger, and he's our guest today on Choose Life Radio. How did that song really resonate with you, and how, how do you want it to be for the other people who are listening? It's important that we recognize that people go through things and are struggling. At the same time, how can you recognize that without saying, here's a way out? And that's what we really, really wanted through the song Tree and the Nails and the other songs on our new EP was, God, help us give people victory so we don't leave them where they're at. We've all been there. We all really are looking for an answer. The answer is Jesus. But God, I don't I feel like that God just kind of really stepped into our writing session and the recording of this song and helped us have something that is God speaking directly to us saying, I call you chosen. You're mine. Stop worrying about all this stuff because it truly is the fact that you are mine and I don't see broken. I see you more than enough. And that chosen word is so special. Yeah. You know, you talk about your experience as a kid where you weren't necessarily chosen. You know, people didn't want to have a a friendship with you. That hurts so badly and it makes you feel like there's something wrong with you. And yet God chooses us. God has chosen us as his children. And I wish I would have known that as a little kid, but thank God through prayers of other people. I'm sure that's why I'm alive today. And I get a chance to bring that hope to other people because it is true. And I think in all fairness, you deserve to have a little bit of trouble with your daughter just to, just to remember what you put everybody else through. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's better. I'm going to write that down. I'll use that. No, you know, I did put some people through some stuff, I'm sure. God has done such a miracle with your life, and I recommend for those who are listening, if you can get a hold of him for an event or bring him into your high school. Billy, tell me what happens when you do a concert in a public school and you sing a song like this. Well, I mean, I have a chance to sing many times, even if I'm out out speaking. I get a chance to do maybe one song, something like that in that setting. But then we invite the entire community back to one of our concert events. To me, it's an opportunity to share the hope of Jesus Christ. Obviously, we cannot do that in a school system mm-hmm. during a school assembly. But students come back to our events at their own free will. If they come back to our events and our concerts on their own free will, then then we have a chance to share our faith and our hope in Jesus Christ. And there's just nothing like that. I mean, that's like God has given the gift of music, the gift of song. The whole world is motivated by music in one way or another, and this is a chance to do it right. I like to say these are heavenly sounds. This is the best, purest, anointed Music is when you're singing about the Lord Jesus Christ and singing about a message that's going to bring hope to people. It's hard to describe it, but we've had thousands come to Jesus by this opportunity. I just want to say hope for every listener. It doesn't have to be someone who's totally lost. It's someone who's depressed or someone who's, right. who's, who's lost a child. It is an incredible song, and the lyrics are really beautiful, and they take you to God. Yeah, and it's a, it's... Again, a gift from God for him to give us that. And so many people can be reached on so many different levels with a song like this. And so we just want to honor him with it and steward it properly. And we're just believing God that the whole nation, whole world gets to hear it. Well, we just have a few minutes left, Billy, and I'd, I'd love to have you share what you're seeing out in public when you're in the schools and your concern for youth today. 
how can we be really attentive to our young people, and how can we help even if we're at the grandparent age? I would love to address the fact that our kids really do need people to pay attention because they're kind of, in some cases, out of sight, out of mind, especially the quiet ones. You know, they're not really maybe talking about what they're going through. I was just telling my wife yesterday when I was remembering my childhood, I was realizing that, man, every day was a struggle, just mentally a struggle to think of, I'm going to go back to school. I have to go to school, but I can't focus on my schoolwork because the environment around me was just a, it was a struggle. So I would just say for the parents, you know, we can get so busy with this life and we get so busy the way technology has made it possible for us to be busy that it's easy sometimes to not slow down and think and, and try to pay attention and try to listen and have conversation with the kids and then really look for the, look for the warning signs, if there is any, because many times there are. I mean, here's the thing. You go into some communities and really, uh, I, I have an opportunity to talk about some heavy subjects. Everything from, like I said, cutting, uh, suicide, depression, hopelessness, poverty, bullying, these different insecurities and things that people are challenged with, but you would not believe. There are sometimes some people, some adults, I love them, God love them, but they do not believe it is an issue. They do not believe it's a problem in their community and sometimes don't even believe it's a problem in their school. So that's why we do live surveys and we ask questions of the student body. And you would just be amazed at the responses about things that are going on that they know that are going on that the adults don't know about. And so the school assemblies give us an opportunity to help facilitate what the administrators in the school are working so hard to do. And that's help the kids to teach them, to train them, to educate them. But also the education is not going to mean anything if the kid is dead. Mm, right. You've really blessed me with what you're saying today. I thank you so much. Well, thank you for allowing me the opportunity to share my heart on these different matters. And like I said, we all are looking for that hope. We're all looking to live out our purpose. That's why you're doing what you're doing and sharing your program and sharing your message with people. And thank you for allowing me to get my message out as well. To find out more about Billy, you can go to chooseliferadio.com. We'll have some interesting things about him and his gorgeous wife, Jody, And we'll also share with you this song again. And I thank you again, Billy, for being with us. Choose Life Radio. I'm Jill Taylor. I'm looking forward to seeing you back next week. The preceding program was sponsored by the Choose Life Radio Network of Canton, Ohio.